late, but Scott and I were studying for a final. Oh, oh, sure, Sam, sure. You expect me to believe that? You come in here giggling with some guy talking French? I mean, what, what, what final were you studying for? French. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was terrific in foreign languages. <laughs> I'm happy for you, Angela. Hey, this is Scott. <laughs> I'm sorry I jumped down your throat there, but I, you know, it's final time for me too, and I'm, I'm really feeling the pressure. Yeah, I can relate. Oh, please, I don't know why you're so nervous, Scott. Scott is a straight A student. Ooh, but not in French. Oh, I was a straight A student. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. You'll get an A in the final, and then an A in the class, and you'll get that scholarship to college. Oh, I got a scholarship. <laughs> Scott is going to be the first in his family to go to college. Hey, hey, me too. I'm beating my daughter by three years. <laughs> hey, congratulations, sir. You're never too old, huh? <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to A-O-O-A. The Who's the Boss podcast. I'm Tori. I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss. Hi, Tori and Kevin. It's Renata. And well, about the Ode to Angela episode, which is one that I really like, because uh, it has this cute Angela Tony moments that I personally adore. Well, Kevin said something about why someone would come down to Mexico to annul a marriage. Well, in the past, it was way cheaper and faster to get a divorce here. And actually, famous people such as Marilyn Monroe, Liz Taylor, Catherine Hepburn, among others, came here to get divorced uh, or their marriages or to get their marriages annulled. And the other reason why I love this episode is sort of silly, but it's very special to me. And it's because Tony actually mentions my hometown at some point. My hometown is Mexicali, so that made my day. It's a very personal thing but that's another reason why i really like this episode and well there of course there are a lot of plot holes here and brian is a jerk but who cares about him so i love your podcast and i love your cats as well so talk to you soon guys thank you renata for that voice message and i did not know that about going to mexico to annul a marriage at all yeah that's you know that's interesting because I mean, I wonder if that's still a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you, if it's still easier to go there. Possibly, because or... I know people still go to Tijuana to get less expensive prescription medication. Yeah. <laughs> so, true. possibly. And also, when we were watching Ode to Angela and Tony said Mexicali, Renata was the first thing I thought of because we had recently had a voice message from her. Mm. So, thank you. And thank you for saying that you're enjoying the podcast and our cat. <laughs> Yeah. Who is being is being surprisingly quiet this evening so far. I know. I actually I didn't know which cat she meant, the one that walks on the piano or <laughs> it's the pro- one that Yeah, screams. probably the one that's been walking around just screaming at us for, for the no past reason. few. Yeah. We've actually had to put him in our bedroom and shut the door. I know we have the past but couple because he's been so bad. Been yeah. He's probably in the room yeah. with the girls. Yeah, probably. Okay, so today we're going to cover Season 5, Episode 24. We have two more in Season 5, and then we are on to Season 6. Wow, it's unbelievable. Yep. This I episode can't believe it. is called In Sam We Trust, which I'm assuming is a play on In God We Trust, mm-hmm. which makes me always think of In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash, which is the original title of the novel that A Christmas Story was based on. Oh. Yeah, A Christmas Story is just like a sliver of that novel or like a portion of it. And that always makes me laugh. In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that before, but I didn't know what what it was. Yeah, I mean, it might have been a saying before that book. I don't Mm -hmm. know, but that's what I know it from. This episode first aired on Tuesday, May 9th, 1989. And the TV Guide summary says, Sam has to say au revoir to her car when Tony punishes her for giving exam answers to her study partner. Oh, boy. For French class. What is her... What, it says that? For French class? Yeah, but also in here, for the study partner, in quotes, which is usually the actor's name, mm-hmm. it says Corky Nemec. But hmm. that is not who the guy's name is in real life or on the show. Oh, that's interesting. So hang on a minute. Yeah, I don't know where they got that from. They just have the wrong actor's name listed there. Huh, okay. Anyway, what do you have? Well, I have, um, unlike model student Tony, Sam studies no more than necessary 
and preferably with attractive male colleagues like Scott. <laughs> Tony is shocked when she admits having passed on to him the questions for an exam. He land, I'm sorry. He handed her an unsolicited equivalent for her next exam, which she was least confident about. It's found, so neither teacher Timmons nor Tony is likely to believe she didn't actually use it. That's it. That's it. I'm sorry. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's thorough. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the thing about. The thing about this, the summary that I had is it really focuses on her losing her car, which I feel like is not like a main point of the episode. Right. Yours has more details of what actually happens, but possibly too many details. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. This episode was written by David Lesser, and he has written a few episodes in the past. He also Mm -hmm. worked um, as a story editor. Let me see how many. My Fair Tony and Sam We Trust. Oh, okay. He's going to write Operation Mona and Roomies will be his last episode. So he wrote a total of, well, it says written three episodes, one teleplay, which I think means someone else took the first stab at it and oh, then he fixed it. So when this episode opens, Tony is in the living room studying and it seems like the family's kind of rallying behind him to help him out and pick up some of the extra work because it's finals week. So it's finals week for college and for high school, we're going to find out. Oh. So while Tony is studying in the living room, you're hearing a lot of crashing and Mona cursing from the kitchen. Mm. (laughs) And Tony's like, is everything okay? And then she comes out holding a smashed mug. And she's like, oh, it's fine. It was just Angela's Phi Beta Kappa mug. Yeah, nothing important. I know. That's like memories. Right. No, she doesn't care. No big deal. Yeah. Some kind of piece of memorabilia. (laughs) And Tony's trying to move on, and then he just keeps every few minutes he hears crashing. So then he thinks he's going to hear crashing, and he's like counting down to it, and it doesn't happen. And then he's like, oh, huh. And then he hears a really big crash, and he's like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) just a little bit off. But I mean, come on, like, is Mona that much of an idiot? I know. She can't even wash dishes without breaking everything? Right. She seriously breaks like three or four things while she's in there. Is that her just her way of hoping that someone's like you know what's just stop right stop and you let don't me have do to this. do dishes yeah. anymore but we also know that angela has inherited that because in mrs rosini in, I guess. in the thanksgiving at mrs rosini's episode she genuinely wants to help and oh, she right. smashes one of her plates <laughs> resistly within the first <laughs> that's right I forgot she's about in the that. kitchen about four and a half seconds when that thing breaks but i think she's gotten better because we see that tony lets her dry plates and stuff in the kitchen but yeah, Mona's probably just figuring if I break everything, then they'll... I'll never dishes again. Right. It's, she's very much like a child. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> so, but she keeps insisting. And Tony is like, you know, do you need help? No, 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 I'm fine. You study. So then Angela comes out from her little den in the back. And she's checking in to see how he's doing. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Angela's coming in yeah. from doing laundry. Right. That's yeah. In the lead, You're there. right. I'm sorry. She's she, carrying a huge laundry basket. Yeah, so she's helping out too. Everyone's trying to help Tony, which is very sweet. And Tony's, she's asking him how studying's going. He's like, "Oh, it's really great. You know, I've come up with this plan where I make up these rhymes so that I can remember stuff." Mm. Yes, and so corny. I know. Very Tony. <laughs> One of them is the allies stopped the access drive mm. in 1945 mm. so stuff rhymes with a date so that he can remember it so then of course angela wants to get in on it and she's like ooh ooh hang on i got one and then she just makes up some rhyme about hitler i know like what this escalated quickly <laughs> like, like let's this, not that took a turn yeah let's just let's just leave that alone let's leave hitler out of yeah. it now we i mean i know that understand they're trying to memorize right, history, history. But... yeah 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 but still, and so then we hear like a loud car. This is the loudest. I don't know what this guy drives. Oh, Ooh, wait a minute. Or is it Sam's it's car? It's Sam's yellow car. Okay, oh, that, that makes, makes much more sense. More sense. I, I didn't know that. I just would suddenly realize that right. as you did. Of course, Sam's car would make a, <clears throat> a huge noise. noise. Yeah. So it sounds like a monster truck pulls up in front of the house. <coughs> and Tony's like, oh, good. She's finally home. You know, the library closed hours ago. I'm sure she's with a guy. 
she comes in. She is with a guy, and they're speaking French. And she's like, I'm sorry. She calls him Papa. But Scott and I are late because we got caught up studying. And he's like, oh, you're giggling with some guy speaking French. What are you studying? She says French. Yeah, I know. Tony. (laughs) Come on, Tony. Come on. So this, I feel like the casting call for this part was a Kirk Cameron type. (laughs) I know. Because he couldn't look more like he's trying to be Mike Seaver. I know. But a but a poor man's Mike Seaver. Yes. Poor and guy. His Who name is, is it? so his name is James Calvert. Okay. At the time he went by Jimmy, so he was listed as Jimmy Calvert. Oh, his birthday is October his birthday was yesterday. No. Oh, happy happy birthday, birthday, James Calvert. You October shared the 9th. same your birthday is the same day as our anniversary. That is true, yes. How about that? He has not <clears throat> Sorry, my voice. It hasn't done much recently. Now, right after this episode of Who's the Boss, he got on a TV series, Superboy, and was in 24 episodes of that. Wow. Looks like it only lasted one season, mm. or at least he was only on one season of it. He played TJ White in Superboy. After that, a, a lot of other, everyone, they're all in after school specials. ABC after school special, mm. Dewey, The Perfect Date. Oh, man. Why do I feel like that's a date rape yeah, special? Yeah, I know. I, that's <laughs> Not at all the perfect date. <laughs> What's the opposite of a perfect right. date? Oh, a terrible date. He was in an episode of 90210. Okay. Deadly Games. No. Last thing he did was 2019, but it was a short called yeah. Sing Cowboy Sing. I have not heard of that. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait a minute. He was in American Horror Story. Oh, okay. So it appears that he is still working today and that he looks very similar to Kirk, Kirk Cameron. So his name is Scott McKenzie. And Sam starts introducing him and explaining, you know, Scott, I'm studying with Scott because he's really smart and he's going to ace all of his finals and he's going to be the first um, person to go to college in his family. To which Tony says, oh, I am too. I'm beating my daughter by I three years. Of course, he's got to throw that in there. I know, but that is pretty cute. I know, it is. But then Scott's like, yeah, I guess you're never too old. And he realizes that that wasn't at all the right thing Right, to so say. then he says, or too young. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, those aren't our animals, no. but some dogs are out there barking. Yeah. We have the windows open. because it's, it's a nice night. Yeah, it's actually getting cool here at night now. Um, and Angela's trying to get in on the conversation every now and then, too, because... Then they're trying to figure out when they're going to be able to study next. And Sam's like, how about tomorrow? He says, I can't. I have track and field. And Angela's like, oh, I was on track and field. It's like she's only hearing the parts that involve her. Like, her. So because, <laughs> yeah, she makes it all about her. Otherwise, she's trying to fold the laundry. I know. Which is, which is cute. Angela's also like a child, only hears the parts that pertain to her. Exactly. <laughs> which So she really is way more like Mona than we realize, I think. And Tony's like, hey, nobody cares. And then Samantha comes up with something else, like, how about this? And he's like, oh, I can't. That's when I volunteer at the health clinic. And Tony so, looks at Angela waiting for her to say that she also volunteered at the health clinic. And he's like, how about you? And she's like, oh, no, why do you ask? And then she says that it was actually a nursing home. So Scott <laughs> goes home. And now Tony's kind of, he's kind of excited about this guy because he's a good student. He volunteers. You know, it sounds like, yeah, this sounds like husband potential for Samantha. And she's like, no, we're just platonic friends and we're just studying. Now, we don't really, they don't really explain why she's just platonic with this guy. But it's not going to matter because we're never going to see him again. That's it. Yeah. One and done. And she's like, oh, we're just platonic friends. And then Angela says, oh, I used to have lots of platonic friends. And Tony's like, yeah, yeah, we know. Mm. Angela, you still have lots of platonic friends, including the hot guy that lives in your house. I know, exactly. Let's, let's figure this out, please, before, I don't know, before you get old. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. So now it's the next day at school. And Sam comes out of the French test, and she feels really good about it. And Bonnie's back. Here's Bonnie. And she's, Bonnie feels good about the test as well. She's like, yeah, I think right. I aced it. And then Sam's like, oh, so you got the trick question? And she's like, what? What uh, trick question? Right. You got this? Oh, no. what? 
infinitives? Oh, wait, what? So then Bonnie realizes that she probably didn't do as well as she did. <laughs> now, Great Scott point. comes over, and he's completely panicking. Mr. Straight A's scholarship material suddenly can't remember even his first name, doesn't know what's happening, and he's freaking out that he's going to fail the French test. And Sam's like, don't worry, you got this. It's like all the stuff we went over, this and that. And he's like, no, no, I, I don't remember any of it, and I'm going to fail, and I'm not going to get into college, and I'm not going to get the scholarship, and he's spiraling quickly. So he kind of talks Samantha into giving him the answers to the test. So she starts going question by question out loud to him as to exactly what he needs to know. Mm. How the hell is he going to remember all this? I don't know. Like she's giving him the answers and they're purely in French. <laughs> she's like, nah, nah, whatever she was saying. And it's like, he's never going to remember any of that. No. Like if he couldn't remember all the studying they did, how does he expect to now remember every answer to the test as she just know. recites it quickly outside of the classroom? I mean, she could have at least done him a solid and written it down, but I guess it works because well, he says that he does. Right, and why all of a sudden, like, this guy's in panic mode and it's Samantha's problem? Yeah, exactly. True. You know, like, you're an idiot. Right. Like, you can't remember the answers. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not very good character development here. Like, is this how this guy, is this guy actually not that good? not that smart and this is how he pretty much gets through high school I guess. by cheating because yeah they don't really explain why he's suddenly just freaking out they do kind of say and and i'll get to it but it, he does he's panicking and so he can't remember anything and afterwards he says that he didn't you know he realized once he got in there right. he knew the answers but is he bullshitting her and uh, really that's just the line he gives to everyone each when he takes uh, the answers from them maybe so anyway, Tony comes in. It's later that evening. He comes in from his history final, and he's very excited because he's done well, and it's done, and it's out of his life forever, <laughs> so he doesn't have to do any more <laughs> rhyming dates. <laughs> so Sam's sitting on the couch studying chemistry, and she's like, great, well then, what do you know about chemistry? Can you help me with that since you, you, seem to be, you really seem to have this final thing locked down? And he's like, oh, yeah. So he goes over. I love how they just keep random shit in this little cabinet next to the stairs. Need to hide a birthday present. <laughs> put it in that cabinet. That's a good boy. Anyone looking a for tape card. or scissors? Scissors. Yeah, in that cabinet. Just whatever they, whatever prop they need, they're just going to shove it in that That's cabinet. Fine. So it's easy to get to. So he runs over to the cabinet and he pulls out a box and he brings it. He says, I'm 170 pounds of mean of a mean molecular machine oh i think he's really 170 pounds yeah i think probably, so, probably. He's yeah skinny and Impressive. he pulls out a box of of tinker toys and brings them back over to the couch to sit down with oh, sam that's right yeah the tinker toy yes so now he's start. <laughs> he's gonna try to show her how to build um like a hydrogen module or um is that even the right word i i, I, don't, I don't know but um a hydrogen atom that that's what he's trying to do but are you going to leave out the Jonathan insulting her? Oh, right. <laughs> Wait. I mean, it's, only, it's the only scenes Jonathan's in. That is true. That's really sad. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Tony says. In. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Well, she, she's talking to herself saying, you're going to fail chemistry. Just, you know, deal with it or whatever. And he's like, I could have. Jonathan walks in. He's like, I could have told you that. And then she's like, implode worm. And then he, again, insults her by saying, implosion is physics, Sam's, but how would you know that? Right. So, I don't know. That's yeah. like and, the then, only, and then, like, he, he's gone. Like, he comes in, insults. Well, and then he, he gets one more in there because Tony's trying to explain to Samantha that without chemistry, he wouldn't have penicillin, penicillin or right, computer right. chips. And Jonathan says, or nail polish. And he's like, you have to do it on a level she'll understand. Right. That's a good point. Jonathan's really been a pain in the ass these right. last few episodes. Well, Sam, even more than usual. I know, but I feel like they're like, they don't have anything, anything for him. For so him they to try do. to write things in and yeah. it just, it's him being a jerk with a stupid haircut. <laughs> that haircut was not stupid at the time. I know it wasn't. That was a I dreamy haircut. That haircut at the time. <laughs> you were a little older though. So I know, you already had your, cool haircut. I don't know, whatever stupid, was going on. Yeah. Permed hair. Kevin used to perm and perm bleach, and bleach his hair. it. Look yeah. like mac and cheese. <laughs> All right. Well, that's. Let's just keep going. <laughs> huh. 
So when he's he's pulling out the different pieces that he's going to use, and he's like, here's a hydrogen atom, here's an oxygen atom, and he pulls something else out, and um, Sam's like, is that another oxygen atom? And he says, no, it's Mr. Potato Head's lips. I know. And I mean, uh, side note, I, I remember these. Did you the Tinker that? Toys? The Tinker Toys? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. The I didn't ones. know if, if that was a thing. I don't know. Not that you're that much, so much younger than me, but... No, no, I, I definitely... I didn't know how long, how... You know what I mean? Like, Tinker Toys was a thing for everybody. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, I definitely remember the wooden set from when I was a kid. I was burying the lead there on the, um, the Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> and it's so fun. There are a couple of so things funny. in this episode that really do make me laugh. And the Mr. Potato Head part does, because it's so just random. Like one, is. why do they still have a Mr. Potato Head? The youngest right. child in the house is 12. And Tony is so excited that he found the lips. So then Angela comes in and she's like, How, what's go, how's it going? And he's like, look. And he shows Angela and she's excited. She's like, what's Mr. Potato? I know, but like, like they've been and looking they've been for waiting, this. Looking for the yeah. lips forever. Right. This is what two people do when they don't have sex. They play with Mr. Potato okay. Head at night. I guess. No. That's fair. <laughs> Where they spend their time looking for Mr. Potato Head's lips. And even Sam is like, you guys are sad. <laughs> like so it's, it's so funny that somebody honestly wrote this into the story. I know, but it's also really funny. Like it's so random. I and I think it's actually pretty cute for it. So Angela comes out because she's excited that she's come up with another history rhyme. And he's like, well, I already took my history test, so that I'm all done with that now. And she's like, oh, but learning never stops. Mm-hmm. And then she says, groovy Neil Armstrong sent us a line when he landed on the moon in 69. Yeah, okay. What's the next one? I think that's, well, I don't know. I th- oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, the next one is <laughs> right, huge. Yeah. So wait, wait. So right then Mona comes in. For... Thank you. Right <laughs> then Mona comes in. And one, I'm surprised that she didn't make a joke about the 69, but I guess it is a kid's show. Oh, uh, yeah. Or a family oh, that's show. That's a good point. That one went by me, too. But then Angela says to the next one, JFK of Boston, yes. Mass. And Mona says, one more rhyme and I'll kick your... And then <laughs> Mona and then Mealy Tony always... back Right about when... Mona's going to be filthy or say something, or she does say something. Tony's always there to jump in. Mona. Right, right. Mona. He's got to keep her honest. Keep her clean. <laughs> There's no keeping Mona clean. I know. But yeah, the 69 joke was wide open there, too. So the doorbell rings, and... <laughs> this part was it's subtle, but it made me laugh when... The doorbell rings, and Tony's like, I got it. And as he's walking the door, he goes, crazy house. <laughs> Like, like, Kevin actually rewound that. I know we it made me laugh so hard to hear him say "crazy house." Crazy house. <laughs> and Scott's at the door, and Scott's. And you know that that sorry, you know no. that was probably improv. Probably, but he just yeah. probably just said it like to fill time walking from them to the door. He just said "crazy house." Oh, I think you know what you just reminded me of. What? I think I actually have the script for the next episode we're going to cover, mm, okay. which I should. That doesn't help us here. No, it doesn't. But if you hadn't just reminded me now, I would have forgotten until we had already covered that episode. Crazy house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I doubt. I highly <laughs> doubt. We do not have this script, but I no. highly doubt that that was scripted. I can't be. <laughs> So, um, Bizarro, poor man's, poor Bizarro, Kirk, Kirk Cameron, Kirk Cameron comes, yeah, in. comes in and he's very excited because he's like, oh, I, you know, I did great on the French test. And so Sam kind of drags him into the kitchen so that they can go talk without everyone else around them. And he says to her, you know, you're, as soon as I got in there and I stopped panicking, I, I knew the answers. Mm. It was going to be totally fine. Right. So, and so he just says, you know, he thanks well, he her after, after he used I'm sorry, is that what you said? Oh, no, I no, said... he said after he... Oh, so after he got after out he of the test. After he took the test and yeah, so he's used totally her answers, bullshitting it all her came then. back. Yeah, he's bullshitting So whatever, yeah. So Mona walks in, and since they see Mona walk in, they start speaking French. And he says to her... Let me see exactly what he says here. When Mona walks in... She says, boy, talk about lousy aim, because they were, oh, they right, were just speaking they French, and they kiss, kiss each other <laughs> yeah. on the cheek, and I guess Mona thought they were trying to kiss. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Like That was like a subtle thing. Like that Talk is about very lousy funny, aim. Yeah. And she's, she's hoping just, there's so- someone's getting some action in this I house guess. besides her. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. 
So then he, they start speaking French so that they, she doesn't hear what they're saying, they think. And he thanks her, he thanks Sam for giving him the answers to the Hang test. Hang on, time out for a second. Is, is there, isn't, I thought I saw in this episode where she says she took some French. Yeah, we're not there yet. It's, oh, okay. So it's later. And yes, and the reason why it seems odd to you is because you watched it out. The Antenna TV episode doesn't have that part, and so we watched it afterwards. So that's why okay. it doesn't seem like it. Okay, because then I watched it again tonight. And I'm like, where did she say that right, she? Right. Refer- I don't remember, yeah, yeah. but you, that's right. You, we played them side by side, kind of. I understand. That. Yeah. Oh, so the God. Roku version has once again that. I derailed the whole podcast. <laughs> it's fine. Damn I'm it. sure people who are watching it on Antenna TV did not see that part. That's but true. That's yeah, so point. at this point, nobody knows that Mona knows how to speak French mm, yet. Okay, okay. But Sam's lived with these people long enough. I guess it just hasn't come up. I guess. And so you see Mona bites her finger over by the counter, and that's how you know Mona's conflicted. Mm, conflicted. She's, she knows something, and she feels like she's got she's to gotta tell Tony. For the first time ever, Mona is going to have a moral compass here. <laughs> I know, all maybe of a not sudden, the first, out of nowhere. Second or third time, maybe, as the series has gone on. But when it comes to the kids, I feel like Mona is a little more responsible than when it comes to not being a jerk about the adults. So wait, where did you say that you thought Angela was holding the feet? So now... Here, the, okay, the scene. So Mona, comes, Mona goes out at, into the living room, and she says... You can't... Oh, maybe she. Maybe he only has one. Look at in her hand the black thing. If his shoes were black, you're right. And she's holding a black piece, but then she says, "Tony went to go," (laughs) which is ridiculous within itself. (laughs) Where's Tony? He's looking for the Mr. Potato Heads. (laughs) Like Tony's nothing better to do than go freaking look for Mr. Potato Heads' feet. Which, mind you, he probably has no idea where they're at. No. So he's on a wild goose chase right. for Mr. Potato Head's feet because <laughs> these two are so determined. <laughs> and if you look at Mr. Potato Head, he has no freaking hair. So no, they where's the hair? Or the hat. Didn't he have a hat? Or was it a hat? Like, yeah. Well, I think they have multiple. Right. I think you could, could change have it out. Hat, I, think I think so. I don't know, but the Mr. Potato Head part is one of my favorite things about I know. this episode. These two idiots. It's, like, just... it's almost like they're smoking pot and like, <laughs> oh, I got to They put got into Mona's stash. I you know, guess. if these two would just have sex, they wouldn't be worried about where Mr. Mr. Potato's head's know, feet, lips, or anything were. That's true. But you're right. So she, she Angela says that Tony's looking for. I don't Mr. know Potato what else the feet. black thing would be. And maybe a mustache. Like Does he have a mustache? Oh, maybe she is holding the mustache. He does have a mustache for all sure. Right, so all right. But maybe she's holding the mustache, and we think it's the feet. Okay, so Mona comes in and tells Angela, "I just overheard Sam." and Scott in the kitchen, and Sam gave Scott the answers to the French test. Mm. And she's saying it in French. So we're seeing the words on the screen, but they're speaking French. And Jonathan, oh wait, Jonathan's back. Jonathan comes in. Well, I think that's why they start speaking French, is because... Because they see him. Right. And he says, are you guys talking about sex? I know. I mean, <laughs> I like that he runs down, has a few lines. And right, and then he's off. So then they're still speaking French, and they say something about how Tony will be, and they say the French word for furious, which sounds a little bit like furio. Mm-hmm. And then Tony, Furry. furrier, Furry. right? That's what it sounds like, furrier. And Tony's like, what do you mean, Tony? Who, who, what, what about Tony being furry? Who's Tony furrier then? Because <laughs> he knows that they were talking about him. So Mona fesses up, and she says, I'll tell him. And she goes to stand up, and then she chickens out. Mm. And she's like, no, no, you tell him. So she forces Angela to do it. Okay, wait a minute. Mystery solved. All right. I can see in this shot now that Angela has put his hat on. Okay, so, so I that think must that's what, what she was holding. holding. his hat is black. Black, okay. okay. So the hat is on now. <laughs> so Tony really is looking for the feet. I still don't... We, the shoes. This version either doesn't have a mustache or they haven't found it. And Tony, yes, he's still got to find those feet. They're going to be up all night. Well, he, he's done, though. He's coming down the stairs. So either... Well, maybe it's in that that thing next to the stairs yeah, where maybe, they keep all the other shit they need. Is. So Angela tells him, Samantha gave Scott the answers to the French test. And then Tony unleashes just a <laughs> rant of Italian curse words, were to assume. That we don't know what he's saying. And the, close, the, the writing on the screen is just a bunch of symbols with exclamation points. This was my other favorite part of this episode. 
pretty clever for the time, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, using, I think, using the text on the screen like that, it was pretty funny. I know. It was ahead of its time a little bit. So um, Samantha comes out, and he's trying to get Sam to fess up to giving Scott the answers to the test. And he's like, we know that this is what happens. What happened? And she looks at Mona and realizes, crap, Mona can understand French. And she's like, I didn't realize that you spoke French. Now, you don't have this part at all. Right. The antenna TV part cut this whole part out and just starts with him telling her he's taking away her car. So then Mona starts saying that during the occupation, she was in Paris. And she was occupied every Saturday night. Okay. Of course she was. (laughs) And Angela's like, stop it, mother. You were a little girl in Connecticut during the war. I looked it up. And based on Catherine Hellman's age, Mm -hmm. she would have been between 10 and 15 during World War II. Okay. Because that's going to come. Occupied every night, I hope. Oh, dear God, I hope not. And, but she's going to try to say she was younger in a minute and she's lying. So Angela's like, let's get out of here because Tony and Samantha need to talk about this. And as as she's pushing Mona out the door, Mona's like, I was just a baby during World War II. Which is not at all true, because she would have had Angela by 49, and the war was over in 45. So Tony tells Sam, kiss your car goodbye. I'm taking it away for two weeks, because you gave him the answers to the test. Mm. And then this is where the antenna TV part picks up. And she's like, listen, you know, he, he knew the test. He just, he panicked. And if he failed it, he was going to lose his scholarship and he wasn't going to be able to go to college. And it just, there was a lot riding on it. And so I wanted to help him out. But Tony's like, no, there's no, there's no discussing this. Like you don't cheat. There are consequences to something like this. And, you know, there's no gray area. But Sam's arguing with him and he's like, okay, well, I'm taking your car away for six weeks. And she's like, six weeks? You just said two. And he's like, that's before I didn't even realize that you didn't understand the consequences to cheating. Mm. But Sam's like, I just don't see this as fully black and white. And she goes running upstairs. And Angela Ooh, comes fully out. Fully black and white. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I can see, whatever. I mean, no, she shouldn't have given him the answers to the right. test. But I kind of can see from her point. Like, like right, she doesn't. It's, it was just one test, and he normally is a good student. As far as she knows, this kid could be playing everyone, and we don't even realize it. And I don't trust him because he looks like Kirk Cameron. I know. This is shady. <laughs> and so I don't trust this guy at all. But in her eyes, I think she's just figuring, you know, it's not like he cheats all the time, and she does this all the time, and she just was kind of worried for him. Right. Which is another reason why it seems odd that she doesn't, it almost seems more like she would have been willing to do this if she did have a crush on him. But it's Bonnie who really kind of has the crush on him in this oh, episode Bonnie. that they play through. And Angela tries to stick up for Sam. And she's like, you know, she's a kid and she made a mistake. And she's going to make more mistakes. And you just, you know, this is how she's going to grow. And we just have to work with her through them. But Tony's just so disappointed. And he says that he doesn't think he can trust her anymore. <laughs> then Mona comes out. So you, they must have cut this part, too, because Mona yeah, comes out. I don't have this. And she's like, look, here's a baby picture of Mona in 1943. Oh, yeah, I don't have this. And Angela touches it, and she says, the ink is still wet, mother. So wait, <laughs> did they have a photo printer in 1989, like in I their kitchen? Know. I have no idea. What is happening? I don't know. But, but stop it, Mona. Nobody believes that. So... <laughs> The next day, they're back at school, and now Sam's a little stressed out about her chemistry test. Right. So she's like, Bonnie, quiz me. Ask me a question. And Bonnie says, does Scott like me? Mm. She's like, no, I mean about chemistry. So it definitely Bonnie, was a question, though. It was, yeah, in Bonnie's defense. This is the same girl who put dinner rolls in her pocket. We love her. So Scott shows <laughs> <Dinner> up, <laughs> and then Bonnie gets all nervous and leaves. And Scott is talking to... Sam and he's like here I got you a present and he gives her a little cheat sheet that has every answer to the chemistry test on it and she's like no I don't want it and I'm not going to use it he's like listen just take it and keep it with you just in case so she he slips it I think into her binder just in the top part of it 
So she goes into the class and she sits down. And then the actor who's playing the teacher here, Mr. Timmons, is the, is the teacher's name. Mr. Timmons, yeah. I looked him up. Yes. his. Do you think his last name is Tiger or Tigar? I don't know. It's Kenneth good. T-I-G-A-R. T-I-G-A-R. So I'm yeah. going to say Kenneth Tigar. Hang on. There's one funny thing that happens that you didn't mention oh i'm um, sorry no please no jump in because okay. I, like I said I, i'm trying to summarize but if you see anything funny you want to no, point I out just, you go um, for it there is right before he leaves and in, in when they're in the hallway mm-hmm. they're finished up and she he slips through the paper and he's like in case oh, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. it and then he said which way did bonnie go <laughs> and then she points to the right and he's like thanks and he I, goes in the opposite yes. direction yes Poor Bonnie. I know. Yeah. I just feel bad for Bonnie. But I, I thought that was kind of funny. Like, <laughs> really he wanted to know which way she went. Right. Like, he's going to go follow her, and he goes in the opposite no, direction. Complete so. opposite direction. All right. Now to Mr. Timmons. Yes. So this actor is Kenneth Tagar, and it's like you see his face, and it's almost like you're seeing your uncle's face because he's so recognizable. But then you go to his IMDb, and you can't figure out where the hell you know him from yeah. because he's just been in so much stuff. The only thing I, I can figure I know him from is um, he was a recurring character on um, Growing Pains. Yes. And which we, is kind of funny. Yeah. So either he played a teacher there or, yeah, that's true, right? Maybe he, maybe this guy just wandered on this set because he followed the other actor and he thought this was Growing Pains. And mm, they just were like, true. all right, well, you're here. So we'll just go ahead and use you. Yeah. He was in Barney Miller, lots of stuff in like the, 60s and mm. oh and i'm sorry no first credit was 1970 and then barney miller I barney miller i used to watch that like one episode of facts of life one episode of bosom buddies just a ton simon and simon scarecrow and mrs king cheers two episodes oh playing different people i love when they do that hill street blues dallas now he was on a tv show called la heat for quite a few episodes. So it's possible that someone could recognize him from that if they watched LA Heat, which I did not. Mm. He is in Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, which is okay. one of my favorites All right. when I yeah, was in Yeah, I mean, you probably college. just recognize him from one of those Yeah, and shows. he's in an episode of The X-Files. Okay, right. Which, which I know all of those. Um, in Growing Pains, he was... Um, yeah, does it say if he was a teacher or if he worked no, with Maggie? No, it says the... What I'm reading is from season three, and it says Sid, he played Sid, interviews Maggie for a job at Channel 19 News and hires her as a news writer. Okay. So I guess he was running Channel 19 yes. News. Or, I, I mean, some... I'm sure that's got to be where I recognize him from, and I just don't know that. Yeah. He was in six episodes of House and House of Cards, 2013 to 2018. No, we never, we didn't watch. That, so. And he's still working. There is a TV show called Evil that is on Paramount Plus, and he plays Winston in episode S is for Silence. So oh, yeah, look at still that. Working, working today. Actor. Yeah, All right. Working okay, so Mr. Timmons is a chemistry teacher, and he's. He thinks he's very funny because they start to go take the test, and he's like, "You may turn your papers over." when I give the signal. And then he walks over to like a little Bunsen burner or whatever this is, and he throws something in it and it ignites into a little ball of fire. And they're all just still staring at him. And he's like, that was the signal. So then they all turn I know, it's on. It's so funny that he's got to tell him that was the signal. <laughs> so they turn over their papers and they start going. <laughs> Samantha's mixing some serious prints here. She's got like polka dot <coughs> pants, like a leopard zebra print jacket. And I think the shirt even has print to it too. But it's the 80s. So Sam looks at the test and she's like, oh, crap. This I'm not going to do well on this. So she reaches down and she picks up the piece of paper that Scott gave her. But then she changes her mind and she goes to put it back in her binder, but she misses so it falls on the floor. Yeah, of course. Back at home, Tony is now studying for a genetics test. And Angela comes in and she has a little, <laughs> Angela's wearing a regular Angela outfit, but then an apron over it to let us know that Angela's been doing housework. I mean, she's working. <laughs> she comes in with a bowl of chips and a soda. And she's asking Tony, how, how's it going? And he's like, oh, it's fine. You know, I'm studying genetics. Grandpa Maselli, he says like his height and he was bald and he had a brown mustache. And then Grandma Maselli, mm. height, black hair black mustache Mm -hmm. 
And then he says, you know, judging by this, Samantha should be a six-foot bald guy with a brown mustache. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, maybe you should take a break. So she sits down. He's like, no, I can't take a break. I got to keep going. And she's like, well, I'm just going to sit here and eat my snack quietly. So she sits down. She's got her little chips. And she's like, oh, I am so tired from doing the dishes. And then she's like, the survivors anyway. And Tony's looking at her like, stop. She's like, oh, okay, sorry. And then she takes a sip of her soda and she burps. Like She like, kind of tries to hide it a little bit. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> no. This makes me think, like, do you think that these people burp around each other? Because, I mean, they're not really a family. Yeah. And I don't even want to hear my own kids burp, honestly. So Or me. Right, exactly. So then he's like, she's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. And he's like, just stop it. And she's like, what? And he's like, you're crunching, you're talking, and you're burping. Yeah. (laughs) He calls her out on it. Totally. (laughs) So then the phone rings. And Tony goes and answers it, and it's the school. So now they're calling to say that Mr. Timmons found a cheat sheet next to Samantha's desk. So he's like, man, maybe my kid really is a bald guy with a brown mustache, and Sam's not my real daughter. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So he gets to the school, and Sam is trying to tell the teacher over and over again, I didn't cheat, I didn't cheat. And he says, I found the, the crib sheet next to your desk, so you did cheat. Although, like, how does he know that that wasn't there from a class before? I don't know. Maybe he sweeps in between everyone. Tony comes in, and he's looking for the teacher, looking for Sam, and he asks the teacher what happened, and Mr. Timmons says that he caught Samantha with a crib sheet. Yeah, I mean, this is the first I've ever heard of. Have you heard of that? I feel like I've heard heard of it. before, like a crib sheet? But only in movies, like maybe in Greece. I've never heard of this. It seems like an old term. Now I'll go back and everything I've ever heard it in. You'll remember. That I didn't know I heard it in. Right. I'll be like, oh, crib sheet, I know what that is. (laughs) But like, for those who are wondering, uh, the definition is a crib sheet is a cheat sheet um, or crib sheet, it says. A cheat sheet or a crib sheet. Right is a concise set of notes used for quick reference. Cheat sheets were historically used by students without an instructor or teacher's knowledge um, to cheat on a test or exam. I just, I mean, but I mean, my, I was trying to figure out where the origin, like, crib. Crib, yeah. Is it? I don't know. Anyway. I've always, I would have, I'm much more familiar with the term cheat sheet. Well, looking at it, the verb definition of crib yeah is copy oh. um, another person's work oh um, okay. illicitly without acknowledgement he w- and then an example is he was taking an exam and he didn't want anybody to crib the answers from him oh okay so now just, i know sorry that's me all me like crib it's a crib sheet well we're just way more with a crib being a noun, which is a thing you put a right. baby in and it actually Not, doesn't uh, sleep in. Right. And okay. then you put it in your bed. Well, now we And know. then you finally get to sleep. <laughs> okay, so Sam, uh, Tony says to Sam, is this true? Did you bring it in? And she's like, yes, I brought the cheat sheet in, the crib sheet or whatever sheet, mm-hmm. but I didn't use it. And the teacher's like, yeah, if I had a nickel for every time a kid said that. Right. And now Sam's really trying to plead her case. She's like, I know that I had it with me, and I dropped it on the floor, but I swear that I didn't use it. And Tony's not believing her because he said earlier in the episode, which you guys didn't have on the Antenna TV version of, that he doesn't know how he can trust her anymore. Mm. So because she lied the first time, or she helped... Scott cheat the first time, Tony kind of lost some trust in her. So now Sam's really struggling here because the teacher isn't believing her and her dad doesn't believe her. But then she gets an idea. She looks at the crib sheet and she's like, wait a minute, I did not put this as this answer. I did not put this as this answer. So she's like, will you please grade my test really quickly and then you will know for sure that I didn't use this cheat sheet because I would have the right right answers. So he does. The teacher grades her test and he's like, oh, good news. Your kid is not a cheater, but she is a D student. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam's like, all right. And she's like, no, no, no. I know that's not good, and I'll, I'll do better. And so the teacher is just like, I'm so glad finals are over, and he leaves. Yeah. And Tony's like happy that at least Sam told the truth here 
And Sam says to him, you know, it was really stressful when I thought that you didn't believe me anymore. And he explained, he's like, you know, I, I'm sorry I overreacted the first time. And I understand you made a mistake in judgment. But now she understands mm. that this is a little more black and white as far as these actions have consequences. And one of the consequences right. was that she lost Tony's trust. Mm. So she's like, now. yes. And she says, okay, well, since I've suffered all these tough consequences, then I can have my car back, right? And he says, no, no. Mm. <laughs> but he does offer to walk home with her. Well, yeah. And then he mentions that she's going to be walking home for a while. Yes. Right? Like for six weeks or something. Yeah, she, yeah, because she's not getting her car back. Yeah, even though not she getting thinks, the car back. And you had a good point earlier, which is, how did Tony get there if he's going to walk home with her? But he probably yeah. ran the whole way. It was probably, as soon as he got that phone call, it, it was very Forrest Gump going out and, and running, running out of the house. Yes. And just ran the whole way there in anger, seeing red. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You make a good point. How else? To, what if? What you, there's no Uber. No. Know? Yeah. No so Ubers. unless he drove and he's now going to leave the van there, he just ran there. <laughs> I know. Who's the boss will be back in a moment. Stick around. In the tag, Tony's now studying for another final. And you can hear Mona singing in the kitchen. And she's singing a little song about how she work, work, works in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, works love, all day. I love to work I love to work, work, work. And Tony's like, oh, isn't that so sweet? And then you hear, damn, and a <laughs> smash because mm. she's broken another dish. So uh, Tony's very, um, he's very happy that Mona's offering to spare her time right. doing the dishes so that he can keep studying. And Angela says, well, actually, she wanted to go out on a date tonight, and I told her that she had to stay here and clean the dishes so that you could keep studying. And he's like, oh, well, then I'm going to go thank her in person. Well, now, so that, yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder, like, do you think she thought she'd fool them for all night, or it was enough to buy her time to get the hell out of there? Probably just to get out of yeah, there. Yeah, right? Yeah, because there's no way. I mean, how long <laughs> was that take? I figured out it's a tape recorder. She's <laughs> right. long gone. <laughs> So that's kind of funny. So they go in there and there's just, yeah, a tape recorder on the table and it's singing the little song and she even has the little smashes and the dams in there as well. <laughs> funny. And like, but the kitchen looks pretty clean. Mm -hmm. So I guess they're just not showing us where the actual dishes were, but the table's cleared at least. She did something, I yeah, guess. Sure, you can't fault her for not doing anything. Yeah. And that is the end of the episode. Okay, mm. you go first with rating. Okay, I gave this episode a seven. Okay, nice. Solid seven, because um, I thought overall it was a good episode. I think there were the funnier moment, the like oddball mm -hmm. kind of moments where with the Mr. Potato Head and the um, and um, and just like Mona, Mona being Mona yeah. with the dishes yeah. and all that kind of stuff, and and of course my favorite scene where Tony with the crazy house. <laughs> Crazy I mean, I feel, I think I felt those, <laughs> that moment once in a while, you know, where I'm... In our house? Yes, oh, where day. I'm just like crazy house, because yeah. it is, it's a freaking crazy every house. Every day, yeah. Um, so, but overall, yes, I gave it a, a seven. I thought it had great moments, and I think I, great, I had good, you know, kind of teachable yeah. moments. Um, and I think, um, and I think uh, Samantha learned some stuff, and I think that she... Um, it shows that she that Tony's been like kind of raising her well, and I think that when she, you know, kind of um, when she gave uh, what's his name the answers Scott. Scott. Thank you. I thought it was Scott, and I almost said Scott. The answers. I think it was just more of like I'm gonna help this guy out really quick, not like in a malicious like I like to cheat kind of right. a way. So <laughs> I like to cheat. No, you know what I mean. Like uh, yeah, cheat, cheat, cheat. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that, um, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like she was thinking, you know, we can Yeah, I think she just kind of got caught up in the Right, moment. and was just trying to help out. So anyway, yeah, I, I gave it a seven. I gave it the same rating. And I agree, this is like classic 80s sitcom. You know, there's a, an issue, mm -hmm. and it's solved, and she learned a lesson. And yeah, there were just so many random things that made me laugh. Like Mr. Potato Head, and looking for the leg, lips and the feet. Mm-hmm. And Angela with the chips and the burping and Mona smashing dishes. Oh, in the yeah, kitchen. right. That's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I would say that I would hold against this episode is the use of Jonathan. But 
it's not going to get any better from here on out. So we just have to deal with it, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I thought overall it was a really inter- and this was an episode that I didn't remember watching. Okay, and I haven't seen in forever, and I really enjoyed it. So yeah, seven. Yeah, I definitely don't remember this episode. Who's the boss around here? Me or my mother or maybe it's you? I went with Samantha as the boss here. All right. Because she, I mean, she made a bad decision, but then when it came around. She made the decision not to cheat on the chemistry test and to just go with whatever grade she was going to get. Um, and then she figured out a way to get herself for them to believe her. And she learned a lesson at the end. So that's why I went with Sam. Yeah, no, I mean, I actually agree with you on that. All right. Um, same kind of thing. Like, you know, she was always in control and like in the end learned a lesson. And again, didn't mean to really you know, help somebody cheat in a way, except for the fact that I think she, you know, in the moment really just wanted to help somebody. Right. Um, just didn't want him to like blow everything. On right. The right. But, um, but in the end, uh, I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, definitely. She was the boss. All right. Well, Oh shoot. I lost my sheet that says where everything is, but I might, I, maybe I know it. All right, you can see. reach us at who's the boss podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. It's who's the boss pod one. On Facebook, our page is the Who's Boss Podcast page, or go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast, and there you can leave us a voice message. I've done that a hundred and something times now, so I knew it. All right. The next episode we're going to cover is the season finale of season five. It's called It's Somebody's Birthday. And we know that title is a reference to the fact that Tony Danza sings that birthday song, Somebody's Birthday, I wonder. All right. Yeah, that's good. I really enjoy this episode, and I feel like it deals with some interesting topics that Angela and Tony would face as a couple. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a big thumbs up and tell all your friends. And maybe you can tell your grandma, your mother... And your sister or brother, maybe have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats. Bye.